Welcome to episode three of the Jack Bowie Show. Um, today, I decided that I'm going to actually plan for an episode, unlike what I've been doing recently, where I just kind of sit down and record. Um, I have been kind of busy over the past couple days. Uh, I've had like multiple episodes I've been uploading and editing. Yesterday, we finally got episode number nine of Underground Update done. Um, and uploaded. It was probably one week ago. What's today? Monday. Yeah. So last Monday we up we at, we recorded um, in the studio. We recorded episode number nine, which was with Bennett and Caden Geisler and my brother Alex Bowie. Um, and we just finally got that uploaded. At that point, I hadn't gotten the workflow quite down, and I didn't really think ahead about all the editing that I was going to have to do once we finished, you know, recording that episode. So what ended up happening is I um, had two videos and then I had to, because just, you know, like how I like to switch between the camera angles um, because they're on a couch and we're sitting here in front of this backdrop. Um, it w didn't enable us to sit, to change the cameras like this live. Like I want to change, I want to go, you know, go, you know, to there. I wasn't able to do that um, how I wanted to do it. So, I had two feeds and then I had to go through and actually watch the entire thing. Um, and it took probably four hours to watch an hour and a half, uh, hour and a half of, and that was because after every time that they would start talking or we, and we would stop or they would stop and we would start, I had to edit that and pick which footage I wanted to be playing. So that just took forever. But I finally, you know, gotten the efficiency of workflow down and hopefully that should make it quicker. I won't really have to do any post-processing at all except taking out stuff that we want to take out. So that's going to make it a lot easier. But if you haven't yet watched any episode of Underground Update, please, or uh, we should start a podcast, please go check out our first episode under the name Underground Update in the studio. Best, just the best quality production that we put together and it's only going to get better from here. So please go check that out. Uh, it's on the Underground Podcast or the Underground Media Group podcast on spotify it's under the name uh i think it's called underground update number nine bennett okay bennett geisler caden geisler and alex Bowie. so definitely go check that out very funny just over an hour it's a great episode we're very proud of it um and i definitely like to have them on my show back on that show it's something that we'd we'd love to do also uh speaking of underground update we think number 10 is going to be coming out soon hopefully we we can get that out in the next couple maybe a week that that'd be really nice if we could get that out um but today we have some stuff to talk about there's been stuff going on um but let's see what do we got we got on friday friday night i went to an eric church concert i mentioned it on the last episode but um it really it wasn't very it was fun but it wasn't really good at all uh eric church we noticed so i'm a country fan we noticed that Country fans don't go to Eric Church concerts. Eric Church fans go to Eric Church concerts. Um, and that meant that since we're not really Eric Church fans, we just like a few of his songs, we were definitely not in the right place. And Eric Church fans are something. There's like a weird romantic kinetic energy going on there. It's not, it ain't stored. It's It's kinetic. And they are not afraid, they're not shy whatsoever of showing off that adoration that they have for Eric Church. So we go sit down and we are surrounded by people who would give up their husband 
just for a chance to get a kiss on the cheek from Eric Church. And that was an experience. And we also realized that just because there is two, three, four top songs, and that's why we like them is because we know them, doesn't mean he's going to play that at every concert. Because again, it's not country fans, it's Eric Church fans. So we probably knew three or four songs. My, I maybe knew two. Um, my girlfriend maybe knew three or four. And it was really disappointing. I didn't think he did that great. I don't know how Eric Church fans felt. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not a churchgoer, as they say. So I didn't really understand the hype. And, you know, there were some things he would say or jokes he'd make that I didn't really get. So it's, it was hard to go to a concert for somebody that you're not, like, a massive fan of. And it was still a fun concert. I mean, I'm not a huge concert fan to begin with. I, It's just not exactly my thing. I don't, I don't get the hype about live music. And, you know, I have another thing I could talk about about live music. But it's just not for me. So especially going to a concert for somebody who I'm not exactly the giant fan of, I wouldn't recommend that somebody else do that really. But if you are a, you know, a, ch- a churchgoer, then I, I would, re- I would, I, I would recommend it. It was a hype concert. It was, it was all right. It was something, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful I got to go. It was, a, it was a fun experience and yeah, so that's what's going on. Um, went to Cleveland clinic this weekend um so that's that's what's that's what's up um yeah i just spent the last two some hours um at the soccer field helping run a camp for first to seventh graders um and and throughout that i was thinking i was trying i was wondering if there's a program out there um and if you're aware of it let me know please call in if there's a program somewhere out there where you can like drop off your kid, you know, when they start the first grade and pick them up, you know, when they can, when they're 15, 16, something like that. I think that'd be really good. And if that doesn't exist, I'd recommend somebody invent it. Um, so if you're listening to this and that, and you're, you know, entrepreneur, uh, that's something you do, please let me know, uh, when you create something like that. You know, and it could be second to sixth grade. That'd be okay too. But, you know, I don't like kids very much from that experience. And I mean, there are some kids I, I think are great. Um, you know, most of these were not them, I would say. Towards the end of the day, I started with the older kids. And as my groups went through, you know, they, the age got younger every time. And every time I thought it can't get worse. And then I, you know, then I got the, 2016 borns or whatever so they're seven um there's this one kid and he really liked to punch so he was just always punching me and i would tell him you know get in line need four people in this line four people in this line um but it just became four people in this line three people in this line and then uh mayweather mcgregor so that was a problem and i didn't really know how to fix that but for the most part the rest of the kids were good and i was able to kind of just put this kid in the corner until you know, the drill was over. And at the end I asked them, you know, I got called them all in the group. There's probably 20 of them, 20 of these first graders. And I'm running this with this girl and I'm, you know, just trying to be friendly. So I'm like, who here plays soccer? And they all raise their hand. And the, the, the punching kid says attack. 
And at that point, everybody decided that was the time. And I spent the next minute, two minutes of that, the, that time running away from children, fighting for my life. And that they were very slow, so there actually wasn't a whole lot of fighting going on. I, I just basically ran, uh, backpedaled, really. It wasn't difficult. So, um, you know, that they, they should really be ashamed, I think. But, you know, yeah, I'm really looking for that program. First to seventh, it's not my, not my thing. Um, yeah, and essentially, I, I don't think I'd let them on the podcast is, is what I'm trying to get across here. Um, so, you know. Yeah, so uh, my entrepreneurs, any of you, uh, you know, DECA people, um, you know, myself, obviously not included as I as I've now quit that organization. Please um, reach out. I, I'd love to help fund fund that that program. So so that's what's going on. Um, you know, let's see what's going on. Uh, let's see what we got. We got some some news. Um, yeah, this was something, man. So. I don't know if you know who uh, Burt Kreischer is, um, but Burt Kreischer is a comedian, um, and I really like comedy. I really like comedians for the most part, except for him. Um, actually, there are more than just him that I dislike, but he is definitely up there on my list. And I recently saw a video um, from a podcast because I just I, I watch clips from podcasts often, and I saw this video, and it was him with a couple guys and they were reacting to a video and Bert found this video extremely funny. Um, and I'm going to show you that clip here. He thought it was very ha ha. And, um, you know, I, in fact, I wish he thought it was ha ha. Um, instead he found it. You'll see. So I'm going to play that video for you, but this just infuriated me. Um, listener discretion is advised at this point. James Austin Black. It's this. Yeah, this guy. Is so funny. Yeah, Legion of Skanks. Like having little adventures. There's Burt Kreischer sitting in the top right corner there. And I've come to the realization, I've been talking to one, that I don't think pegging is necessarily that gay. <laughs> Prepare yourself. There it is. <laughs> I've watched it ten times. I'm very sorry that I'm making you listen to this. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not over. I just see it from the beginning. I've been talking about that. I don't think pegging is necessarily that gay. Here he goes again. Here he goes. I don't think it's that gay. Dude. Dude. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, what was that? What was that noise? What was that fake little... I mean, he sounded like... Um, what do they call the the smallest pig that comes out the um, 
the the Wilbur was one of them. You know what do they call that? You know the the micro pig that comes out. The um the runt I think they called it. He sounds like a little runt who didn't get you know enough milk. I've never heard such a horrendous laugh, such a horrendous noise come from a human. Seriously. I mean, like, why did he think? I mean, if you listen to the rest of the people in there, sure, that was a funny video. I mean, you know, giggle a little bit. But what was that? What was that? That was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. And it just makes me so mad. I find him so unfunny. I mean, if you don't know who Burt Kreischer is, think, I don't even know who to compare his comedy to. Think like your funny uncle, but just gets drunk all the time and takes his shirt off. So probably just your funny uncle. Think about that because that's Burt Kreischer. And I've seen some funny stuff from Burt Kreischer, so I'm not going to say he's completely bad. And I'm also going to say I'm sorry, but I know Noah is probably going to kill me for this because I think Noah's a Burt Kreischer fan. I mean, he was wearing a Burt Kreischer shirt in our last episode. But come on. <laughs> I'm going to throw up, too. <laughs> Do it again. Adventures with some freaky Chicago girls. And I've come to the realization, I've been talking to one, that I don't think pegging is necessarily that gay. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the day, he knows he's eating. It's funny, but it's not that funny. That just made me so mad. I can't. It, it reminded me. I don't know if you uh, watch Joe Rogan, but when he has people in his in his show and people are laughing, he does this little fake laugh when he doesn't actually find it funny, but he needs to laugh or like to fill the noise. And here's what he does. So everyone will be laughing, right? Maybe he's got three people on the show and they'll all be laughing at some, some joke. And Joe Rogan will sit there with a straight face going, ah, ah, just like that. I mean, look up Joe Rogan fake laugh and you will see it. In fact, I think I need to show it. It's really bad. Yes, yeah, so this is Joe Rogan's fake laugh. Here it is. And, and it's so brutal. Hey, and if you think there is, it's very like, I know everything. I kind of do agree with a lot of what he says. Yeah, he's a smart guy. There's the fake laugh. Oh, man. That's painful. That's really painful. And, and if you look up Burt Kreischer laugh, that's not the first time he's made that noise either. But that's definitely the worst I've seen. Uh, he was on The Fighter and The Kid at one point and made just a terrible noise. And he's got to be in my top two worst comedians, him and Brendan Schwab. I don't know who's worse, but I don't like him. I don't like either of them. Um, in other news, let's see what else we got. Um, oh, Taylor Swift. And I'm about to offend a lot of people. But Taylor Swift, if you don't know, I don't know how you couldn't. Um, you know, you've got your, your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your sister. Um, you know, if you're, if your uncle and your brother are women, of course, you've got them, you know, just raving about this concert and this tour and how you need tickets and how I'm going to cry if I, if my friend gets to go and I don't get to go. 
What happened to just being happy for each other? And that's what I'm talking about. Um, this article from USA Today um, says, From Tim McGraw to Paper Rings, Snow on the Beach to Welcome to New York, Swift's 74 bonus songs have sent devotees into a frenzy or caused serious sadness for those who could only witness the special moments via fan-filmed video. That's so sad. I don't understand why we cannot just first off why we can't just be happy because our friend got to see Taylor Swift play one of her special songs out of her special Pandora's box that we didn't get to see. And when I'll see people on social media like, oh, my God, Detroit, you're so lucky because they live in Vegas and Detroit got. I don't know what I don't even know what Detroit got. Maybe um, uh, something like I don't even know. There's that one song, but just stuff like that. And it's like you paid maybe ten grand potentially to go to this concert, you know, with your with your bridesmaids or whatever, and you're gonna cry because you didn't get to hear Paper Rings. And, uh, you know, the point of this article is uh, Taylor Swift shocks fans by performing Dear John for first time in 11 years. I'm not a fan of concerts, so you're going to get a little bit of hate from me to begin with. But if I really wanted to, I could make some Swifties mad right now. Now, and on this podcast, play Dear John listen to it in my little headphones you guys can listen to it your little headphones and we'll all hear a better version of the song than everybody in Minneapolis got to hear I think that's where it was right yeah Minneapolis too bad okay that you didn't get to hear not even here. You didn't get to see, because all you're hearing is everyone else singing the song. You didn't get to hear, see her lips move while Dear John plays. I'm sorry. And after she sings this song for the first time in 11 years, she comes out and makes all of her fans, you know, don't go after John Mayer. Come on. Let's have a little more respect for her fans. And I don't know why, but all of her fans seem to feel like she loves them. I, I don't know why. Because as a creator, as an artist, as someone who is so devoted to her fans, she should be ashamed of herself that she lets tickets go for $20,000 that she lets a single ticket go for $2,000. That's ridiculous. And there are artists out there who would refuse to let their ticket prices get that high. The reason prices on certain things are higher or lower, we all know why it's because of supply and demand. There is no shortage of demand. And there's a very big shortage of supply. Economically, that tells you, all right, price is high. 
no matter what her ticket prices were, her shows are going to sell out, and the same people are probably going to be able to go. And those of you who are out there who really wanted to go, who could have had a chance to go and couldn't afford it, I see you. But everyone who did go paid an unimaginable amount of money. Just It's a long show. I hear it's a good show. But man, I could sit here and listen to the entire Taylor Swift discography. I don't know how long it'd take me. But in the most pristine quality studio recording, that's how I could listen to it. Concerts are a vibe. People like them. I understand that. Come on. Do better, Taylor Swift. And it's just disappointing what this world's come to. And another thing I want to talk about, I have very little respect for Taylor Swift. I like her music. I don't really like her. And I'm sorry if that offends you. I don't really like her. And that's okay. That's a, you can like her. I'm not, a sh- I'm not shaming you for liking her. But here's another thing. Taylor Swift is able to create so much hype by re-recording songs she's already created. I know why she's doing it. I understand why she's doing it. I applaud her for doing it, okay? I do believe she has the right to own her own music. But I feel as though she's manipulating and abusing fans into paying money and giving her more support just for re-recording these new songs. I've listened to them. I don't think they sound all that different. I understand she owns it. If I'm going to listen to a song that's out, I will play Taylor's version if it exists. I'm very disappointed. Taylor Swift said, uh, and I quote, referring to releasing Speak Now Taylor version, I'm putting this album album out because I want to own my own music, and I believe any artist who has a desire to own their own music should be able to. I'm putting this album out because I want to own my own music, and I believe any artist who has a desire to own their own music should be able to. Riveting stuff right there. Um, That reminds me of that one video. uh, I think it was maybe South Carolina in the, uh, you know, like Miss America pageant, you know, where she really couldn't get her words together. That sounds like kind of what a six-year-old would say if you asked a kindergarten class, do you think artists should get paid for music they make? I think Taylor should get to own her music because if she wants to own her music, she should be able to. Mrs. Swift just threw a little desire in there. Miss Swift. Um, Sorry. Just threw a little uh, desire there. You know, changed the the pronouns to I. Come on. That's a bit embarrassing. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I think it's a bit embarrassing. Maybe I'm wrong. But 
I don't have that much respect for Taylor Swift. But I don't not have respect for people who are fans of her. I do like her music as well. And, you know, I think... I like her music. That's that's what how I'm going to end that. Because if I end it with I like her music, I make less people mad. And everything as well. Right? So... That's what's going on. You know, recently at work, we've been working on a project. I, uh, you know, working in marketing and we've been working on making videos about these cars that we're trying to sell. And we wrote the script one day, bright, sunny day. The next day I come into work, we want to film the video. Pours the whole time. I'm driving to work today. A little cloudy, but pulling the parking lot, go inside, camera ready, starts pouring. So I'm a little upset um, because I haven't been very productive. So kind of when it, when it rains, I got to, you know, restructure my day. Think about, you know, what else do I need to get done? Because I didn't get done what I came to work to get done. So that's unfortunate. Um, I felt the need to share that with you. The nice thing about recording this podcast is I can do everything as long as I have power and internet. So, and how often that goes out, it's, it's pretty rare to be honest. So yeah. Um, on this episode, I think it's a good time for us to, um, play some of the, the calls we've gotten. So let's see, uh, See what's going on here. See if there's anything interesting or whatever, you know? You know? Let's pull these up. All right. Let's see if y'all can hear this. Here's the first one. It's from Daniel. Thank you for this message, Daniel. What is the best summer job? Right to the point. I like it. What is the best summer job? Let's see what's going on. Um, I've got a decent summer job. I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday from 9 to 1. So it's not too bad. My whole night's really free most of the time if I don't have soccer. Um, you know, just kind of knock it out in the morning. But also my job isn't a, you know, strict get there at nine, leave at one, you know. You know, sometimes we're working on projects that make us go overtime, you know, stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's 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 pretty chill. Um, but you know, it's good work. Um, and then on Thursdays from eight to two ish, I volunteer at the hospital, um, which I'd recommend for anybody. It's a great, great thing to do. Um, and if if that's something you're interested in and you want, you know want to get involved let me know and i've got the context for you um you know i haven't had really any other summer jobs i'm a soccer referee but don't do that in the summer you know i don't know a lot of people do lifeguarding stuff like that i don't know if that's you know i don't know how that is i feel like that'd be terrible personally um not something i think i would probably do you know but whatever floats your boat um, ice cream shops are a popular one too. I know I have a lot of friends who work at ice cream shops, etc. So yeah, those are some pretty good summer jobs. Um, something that pays good money where you, uh, you know, treated with respect. I think 
that's what you want to go for. So uh, here's our next message. Hey, it's everyone's favorite Stein. Sorry. Uh, hello, everyone's favorite Stein. Thanks for the message. Um, see what you got it's going Caleb, on. If you didn't know that. We knew that. And uh, I was just wondering about the legality and morality of murder. Um, That's a good question. Uh, legally, um, I, I think I've heard some people go to jail for that. Um, you know, I don't know. It's probably uh, probably depends on the situation. Um, morality, it's a personal preference thing for me. I'm... Um, you know, it's a spectrum. You don't have to be completely, you know, on, on one end of, you know, you love it or you hate it. I, I'd put myself on the anti side personally. Um, you know, it's just not, it's not my cup of tea personally. Um, you know, if somebody were to ask me, you know, would I recommend it? I think no, I would, I would definitely recommend you don't, don't do it. Um, but you know, you could always, there's, you know, prisons near here. If you, if, if you want to talk to somebody who, who has more experience, but I'm, I'm going to say no, um, on, on both, both counts. Yeah. And then my second question is, uh, thoughts on abortion? Um, you know, that's a good question too. Um, and I think I actually probably have some content that you could, you know, I'm not trying to talk politics too much. It's a great question, however. Um, speaking of politics, and this is there is an answer to your question at the end of this, of course. Um, you know, I was recently thinking about, you know, the old podcast I used to do, you know, the since this is the rebirth of the Jack Bowie show, you know, even though there's no politics involved in this one. Um I I was remembering you know, I was like, I want to see what some of those episodes were like, see how I sounded, see if I agreed with my opinions. And I think I mostly do, but I deleted all those episodes and I didn't save them anywhere. So I was curious if I could even get to them if I wanted to. So I'm doing some research and I find a website called listennotes.com. Um, type in the Jack Bowie show and I find it. And they have kept every episode I've done, every interview I've done, every solo show in the morning I've done. So I had access to everything I had done. And I was pretty hype about that. I'm like, I I want to see this, see, you know, how I was. So, you know, I start looking into it a bit. Um, and I decide I don't know how long they're gonna keep these. So I download every episode as an MP4 or an MP3. So I saved them to a hard drive, saved them to this little John right here. Um, but now I actually do have access to to every episode of the show that I've ever made. So that's kind of awesome because, you know, that was a big part of my life and I don't want to completely lose out on that. I'm very proud of the stuff I did with that show. Um, so listennotes.com, look up The Jack Bowie Show and that's what you're going to find. You're not going to find this quite yet because we're listed under Underground Media Company. But The Jack Bowie Show, look that up. You will find it um, and there you'll be able to figure that out. Um, you know, I wonder, I don't know do if I actually have any episodes in particular, you know, about that situation, some might call it. Um, so I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Um, that was actually one of the topics I remember that I did try to avoid, um, a little bit, um, 
You know, so I don't know. It, it, I'm sure there's there's gonna be some in there. Um, I'm sure it comes up. Oh yeah, I've got two episodes here if you wanna if you wanna check it out. Um, two of the older ones, the oldest episode, and uh, the debate. So, if you're interested in what my answer was two years ago and three years ago, uh, you can go check that out. Um, but yeah. You know, I actually don't know what I said in those episodes, but odds are it hasn't changed. We'll see. Um, you know, what else is going on? I was recently listening to an episode of a show that I used to watch when I was more into politics. Um, and I was thinking, you know, maybe, I don't know, it, it kind of reignited something in me. And I don't know if you watched the last episode, but I talked about it. Um, you know, about how much I just despise the political world now. But, you know, listen to that show that I used to watch. It kind of reignited something in me where I'm like, I wish I still did a political daily talk show. And it's just because I've been wanting to do a daily talk show for a while now. I've been thinking I want to get back into that. Um, I really liked recording every day, making content every day. Um, so I want to do that again. But the problem is it's hard. Excuse me. It's hard to do that. Politics made that really easy. Let's just say that. It was a very easy concept to talk about every day in the morning. Doing what I like to do now would be very hard to do every day. So this show, The Jack Bowie Show, is three days a week. It would be very, very, very difficult to do this show every day. If I did it more like a radio talk show, I would have a guest every single day, then I could do it. And I truly think I could get a guest every single day, but that's a lot of work, man. Um, I would love to do a daily live show, like radio, but modernized, like internet radio kind of. I would love to break into that space. Um, and, you know, I'm not completely giving up on the fact that that's impossible, but it's going to take some research, some work, um, planning. But, you know, that's definitely not out of my future for sure. Um, it's something I would love to do, something I'd be definitely interested in doing, but I just got to kind of figure out who I am, figure out my niche, figure out, you know, who I want to watch the show. Um, we're working on getting some sponsors for the show. I've got to, you know, I, I'm not here for any money. I'm not here for anything like that, but you know, that's just kind of what you got to do. It's kind of, if the sponsorships are there, you take them because if I can make a couple of bucks for each episode, that'd be awesome. You know, I'm also looking for some sponsorships for me and Noah's podcast. Um, but yeah, so you know, that's just kind of what's going on. I'm really excited to, you know, see where this show takes us. And I've talked about this every episode, you know, how excited I am um, for this to grow. And I thank everybody who's, you know, been there from the start and everybody who's continued to support um, everybody who wants to see this so this show succeed. So, yeah, I do want to thank everybody who's been involved. Um so far, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Caleb, for those uh, messages today. Caleb Stein was actually supposed to be a guest on um, We Should Start a Podcast, now Underground Update. Um, I'm sure he will be eventually. Uh, Daniel was a guest on episode number three of We Should Start a Podcast. Um, he was on there with Caleb Latart. That was a great episode. Um, but, yeah, definitely go check those out. Um, I know in the first episode of this show, I announced that we were going to be 
putting all of our shows in one like directory on uh, like Spotify, Apple, they'd be in one show. That might be changing soon. I might be pushing my show, um, keeping the current podcast with all the episodes, and then just taking my show and putting it to a different platform. Platform. I might be doing that um, just because I don't know what the future of both of those shows hold, and I'd kind of like to you know, separate them. Because also, if we bring on, I realize if we bring on a third show, a fourth show, um, not hosted by us, I wouldn't want that on the same thing because that's just a lot. Um, and it's not really how podcasting is done. So you might see that change happening soon. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Jack Bowie Show. I would also um, like to get some intro music going for the show, get some intro and outro music going for the show. So if that's something you do, you make music and... You know, it's almost impossible to get music now with copyright rules and stuff. Um, but if that's your niche, let me know. I'm more than interested to, uh, you know, work some business. So thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Jack Bowie. Be good. <laughs>